eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Fun to revisit draft talk because everybody is all in for the next three weeks until the Bengals pick at 28 and watch them like trade back to the next day and not even pick that night. But uh, we'll see what happens on draft night. I'm really pumped about it because I still feel like it's best player available. Maybe it's a tight end. Maybe it's a cornerback. Maybe they find their offensive line. But I want to bring up this because we were just talking about playmakers and offense. And then you think of the future with maybe this being Tyler Boyd's last season in Cincinnati. I still feel like with T Higgins, if they can't get a contract extension done, that he will be franchise tagged the following season. So I'm almost counting T Higgins in Cincinnati for at least two more years, but Hey, maybe longer, maybe they can, you know, come to terms with his agent and it's a three or four year deal. And he gets another contract again, uh, which would really benefit T Higgins in the wide receiver market, but we'll see what happens there. I think you're still thinking wide receiver, maybe at some point in this draft, I know it's not wide receiver heavy and you are going to watch more wide receiver but if they were to pick a wide receiver in this draft or even a guy that you've been following or watching what do you think about this wide receiver class uh so the wide receiver class to me without watching a bunch of guys feels thin at top which is weird because it seems like every year you have your first round wide receivers that seem obvious jamar chase but even other than jamar chase Jalen waddle uh and Devontae smith in that same class rashad bateman in that same class and Rashad Bateman more, I think, is what these guys are like. They're not the Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase types. They seem to be more in that pick 20-ish uh, is where they should go. When you look at the consensus big board, the top guy is 16. So that fits like around pick 20. Um, I don't think there's a guy that they'll love at 28 unless I, – I just don't see it. Maybe the Ohio State guy, Jackson Smith, uh, Najigba, will fall there. But other than him, I don't see them loving a lot of the guys that could be there at 28 because the Bengals like every position, but with wide receiver, they value size. They value size at just about every position. I think maybe not safety, but every other position, maybe not linebacker. They don't get the big bruising linebackers, you know. They've got Pratt and Wilson, who I think are a little bit lighter for more safeties. 
at a lot of positions that you know edge defensive tackle at corner at wide receiver i think even running back and offensive line they prefer the size look even at joe burrow he's big uh like 225 pounds it's a big quarterback so when i look at wide receivers for the Bengals, i think guys that are six feet tall at least it, you can give a little bit of leeway 510 511 which i think jamar chase is under six feet but i think he got listed at six feet <laughs> he definitely uh, do on his 200 pounds yeah. Yeah. He was on his tippy toes. You see him next to Joe Mixon. Like, he looks like a running back. He legit looks like a running back sometimes. Yeah. But six feet, 200, which Jamar Chase passes technically. Uh, so that's what I look at for these guys. And there's a lot of day two, day three types that fit that. Uh, my favorite is one of the two guys I've watched, uh, Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. I think he's, I think he's just a good football player. And to go with that, uh, when I watched him, the cop came, bangle. Muhammad Sanu. Don't know how you could throw the ball, but Muhammad Sanu is what I see. And I'm like, I'm fine taking that in round three. If this guy turns into Muhammad Sanu or can play at that level round three, that's a great spot. Cause I, I think they could take a guy higher than you think. Not round one, maybe round two. I think round three is definitely in play. And I mean, anything past that round, the day three wide receiver seems there's going to be a wide receiver. I think for sure taken in this draft by the Bengals. Like to me, that's almost a lock. They, they love wide receiver. They didn't take one last year. They usually don't go back to back years without taking one. And this seems to be a deep class of high day three, low day two talent. And you have to think about the following years uh, because I just look, I love what Tyler Boyd can do and what he's, what he has done in Cincinnati. I just, it just feels like this is probably going to be it. If you can possibly find, you know, his replacement for, you know, after the 2023 season. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they figure out a way to do a one-year deal with Tyler Boyd the following year, but um, you do, you have to think about the future. And one thing that I do trust when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals front office, and it's, it's drafting wide receivers. Um, it doesn't have to be the first round. It can be the second or third, um, just kind of mid, midway point of the NFL draft and they always find these stars around the league. And um, I do, I trust them in that room and, and you can't have enough playmakers. And how would you feel if at 28, they go tight end round two, they go wide receiver round three, they go running back. I mean, excited. <laughs> That's very exciting. <laughs> I don't know if it's the smartest, you know, <laughs> practice to go three <laughs> skill positions like that on yeah offense that's already loaded at skill position for this year but it's very exciting very enticing i keep thinking i just if he's there i just keep feeling like zach charbonnet in round two is a lock for them because he fits exactly what they look for big bruising they like these guys because they fit the afc north i think whenever you mm -hmm. listen to duke tobin and mike brown and all these you know people talk about why you like big players or whatever it's because they play in the afc north big physical division six six something 200 plus like 220 pounds i think in college he slimmed down a little bit to run and powerful strong balance he's good vision he just fits exactly what i think they usually look for in those types of running backs so but if he's not there i could see second round wide receiver in play i think second round is wide open other than that like if he's there i feel like that's the pick but it's kind of like how i feel about the first round it's if Michael Mayer's there, I think that's the pick. But if he's not there, this is pretty wide open, guys. Um, it's similar to that. It's like if Zach Charbonnet is there in round two, I think that's the pick. But if he's not, I have no idea what they're doing. And it could definitely be wide receiver. I keep thinking round three to round round three or round four is the wide receiver spot, I think, 
but that that is not a locked position. Like uh, I could definitely see it round two, and I could even see it coming in round five if they don't get the guy they're looking for. Yeah, I think um, you know, just the running back situation just feels like a huge question mark with your with the right tackle going into the draft. And well, like I said before, we recorded last week listening to Katie Blackburn talk about you know to, to be determined on, on what the Mixon situation if he's going to be in Cincinnati if there's a restructure to his contract. Um, how do you feel with Travion Williams being the Samaj P Ryan running back number two right now? I haven't Here. seen it. I haven't seen it. Like people keep kind of posting like PFF stats about it. He played like, what is he pass protected on six snaps? <laughs> so he survived on six snaps or something or against backups. Like if the Bengals staff trusted him to do that, he would have done it. That's how I feel about it, but maybe they do. I, the idea is there. <laughs> that's, I guess, as far as I can go about it. I don't think that's going to be how this works. I think they're going to fill that role elsewhere if that is what happens that's what happens i don't think that's going to be their option a i i, I do keep seeing that on twitter though so i know where you're pulling this from mm -hmm. pulling it right idea. from social media right from social media because people keep looking at his pff grade on five snaps and thinking you know what that's not bad <laughs> it's like, man if that guy plays 100 receiving snaps how does it go? I have no idea. Does that do even the people, you know, trying to hype this up have any idea how this goes? I think I've seen some people say this coaching staff has a plan with him. It's like, do they? Wasn't he on the was he the fourth running back? And then Chris Evans, they just lost complete trust in, so he moved to third. I don't even know where Chris Evans is. <laughs> Presumably Cincinnati. I don't know. But uh but with Travion Williams, I I'm just gonna admit I miss Samashe. I miss Samaje. Yeah. I yeah. really do. And the Zeke thing could still happen. It could. What makes me and and I would be fine if he's you know and and you still I still you still have to draft a rookie running back. Um, if you're gonna draft a rookie and sign Zeke, I do think that means the end of Mixon's time. Do you that's really? Too many, I think that's too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Because Zeke's got to get his. It won't be prime Zeke numbers, but no. you don't sign Zeke to just play passing downs. Like he'll get some. And if you're paying Joe Mixon even $6 million, he's going to get a bunch of carries. And then unless you mean draft a guy in like round five. Yeah. No, which, it wouldn't be like a, okay. I thought you meant like round Robinson four, at round 28 three. and then you bring in all. I don't even mean that. Like even a round three guy, man, really? that makes it, I feel like that makes it tough because yeah. that's probably a guy you think can start. Are you going to waste an entire season where he's probably going to play 10, 20% of snaps? They, I don't think these three-man committees are really the rage right now. It's usually these two-man committees, and I think I think Mixon or Zeke can make a lot of sense in those. I just I don't know about making. Feels like too many ingredients. One too many ingredients. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I want to know. 
I just wish they would tell us everything. If they could just tell us everything that is going on right now and tell us what's going on with the contract situation with Mixon, then we could say, you know what? This is probably the outlook for it. If they've already restructured it, he's going to, he's going to be the starter next year. Uh, but I, yeah, I, think I mean, that's why they haven't restructured it. Yeah, they're not going to tell us anything. But like I said, I I think when you see the words, when you when you see them on the athletic versus hearing them, it just feels like two different things. It really just sounds like, hey, we honestly have no clue right now, and there's not a huge voice of confidence. It feels yeah. like, and I think that is very telling. And back to back, Duke Tobin did that too. It was basically the Kyle Shanahan. Do you remember it was the Jamar Chase draft when they took Trey Lance? And somebody asked Kyle Shanahan, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be your starting quarterback week one? And his response was, I don't know if he'll be alive tomorrow. <laughs> I don't remember that's, that. That's what it feels like with the whole Mixon thing where they're just like, is Mixon the starting court running back uh, week one? I don't know if he's going to be alive. <laughs> it's like, it's, I just, it's like, I, I can't, I think it was something about like, I can't predict anything what's going to be. I don't even know if we'll all be here or alive tomorrow. The world could end. But but it was just so funny. I just feel like at this point, it is it is a wait and see in the draft. They want to see where the dominoes fall. And if there's a guy that's on their board and they, they can make that decision a little bit easier. I don't feel really strong about the running back room right now, to be completely honest with you. Um, and that's, you know, no, hopefully, you know, if Joe Mixon is starting and, and he's RB number one next year with a rookie on the other side, then I hope he succeeds and he is great and he's fully healthy. And, you know, this offensive line is protecting Joe. Um, I just don't know what that looks like going into this season. And I don't think they do either. And if they can make upgrades, they're going to make upgrades. Um, but at this moment, it is smart to keep them on the roster. Um, you know, if you don't have a plan at running back right now and the guys who are out on the streets who are available just don't fit, you know, with this offense, then I don't blame you. Um, keep them right now and then go into the draft and you can make that decision. And maybe it's post June 1st um, when they decide what to do with him in his roster spot. I just... Yeah, that's one of the rooms and, and we can, you know, there's it, for some reason it feels like there has to be a comparison with the right tackle position in Joe Mixon. Um, and I They're hate that wildly different spots. Yeah, I, 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 I don't understand in general it. and also their contracts are wildly different. Yeah, I just it's I think it's, some people just I think the people that that don't like Mixon seem to be defending Jonah and the people that don't like Jonah are defending Mixon. And is a very weird civil war raging. And I just wish that both these guys were treated with respect and as people because yeah. they keep getting dehumanized by both sides. I am just right in the middle. And I'm like, I just want, I want people to know. I want Joe, if he's on the roster, I want him to succeed. I've said it before. I hope yeah. this guy is protecting Joe Burrow on his right side. If Joe Mixon is the running back this year, I hope Bounce Joe is going for a career year. And he's telling everybody who doubted him this past season, like, look at me. Look what I was able to do. I hope that happens if they're both on the roster. At the moment, those are just question mark positions. Uh, we don't, they're not confirmed. We don't know what it's going to look like going into September. Uh, but I did want to bring up the Travion Williams because that was one of the things I was starting to see. And it just made me honestly dismiss. That the Travion Williams thing reminds me exactly of when the Bengals didn't have a safety sign yet, and people started posting uh, Tyson Anderson's RAS score. <laughs> That's exactly what too. it is, right? Do you remember like going into even free? Agency? Yeah, and my response was basically the same thing. Like, I don't trust it. I guess if the coaching staff does it, I have to though. <laughs> but I didn't even think it was possible to be without Von Bell and oh, Jesse Bates. I knew, but with Von Bell, I was like, oh, Von Bell will be back. I was like. 
how do you feel about Tyson Anderson? <laughs> that's basically what the, the that's basically the same question, right? Like, how do you feel about Travion Williams? Like, not great, not great. <laughs> when you have to ask, how do you feel? Because you you really don't have a I don't have a personal opinion on it. Um, I have no clue. I do want to say this. I did want Travion to return some punts and kick returns last year. I think yeah, he and won. he did a good job, didn't he? Yeah. So I maybe remember. maybe that could be Travion's role. Yeah, that actually scares you about Chris Evans' spot on the roster. It's like he lost that. Okay. What more value are you bringing? <laughs> I just, it's unfortunate. The Chris Evans stuff is yeah. just, I, I have no clue. I have no clue what happens or what's going on. Uh, but like you know, I've said, I think they value size other than Geo, who just kind of made them not value that size. Even Geo is over 200 pounds, though. Uh, I think they just really value size. And Chris Evans, I know he has the long preseason runs. Some of those are bad reads, and he's just a better player, better athlete than the backups on the field and can make that happen. And I also think some of those, I think he's caused, not caused, because, you know, you're not forcing the offensive lineman to grab, but I think he's also at fault a little bit for some of the holding penalties that have sent them back because he's bouncing something he's not supposed to bounce or something like that, and just being a great athlete and a great college running back. But in the NFL, they want you – Stay in. You're you're reading that right every time, and uh, I don't think he has shown that. I don't know. Maybe Chris Evans just has a huge year. How do you feel about Chris Evans? <laughs> it's like, I mean, I feel like I would be surprised. So, game on the I'm, line. Game on the line. Travion Williams or Chris Evans? Who's going in there on fourth and one to pick it up? Twitter would say Chris Evans. Yeah, <laughs> the coaching <laughs> staff probably sent <laughs> up Jamar Chase at running back. I mean, at this point, Joe, run it in. Um, (laughs) I have no clue. I have no clue. There's still, I mean, there's still question marks, but uh, hey, we're getting there. We're almost to the NFL draft. The next time we record will be exactly three weeks from the night the Bengals are picking at 28. We'll have uh, more guests to come in in the month of April, but I know you're going to be busy on all Bengals. What's up there? Nothing right now. Uh, (laughs) Stay tuned. A surprise. Well, you know, it would be great if, you know, maybe the Bengals would uh, help us out a little bit and create some news and maybe oh, call was, some extension I was news. so happy when Irv Smith signed. I was like, ah, finally, something. I mean, I should just write draft reports, but I don't know. I, I, I usually try to write those about guys I love, and I haven't fallen in love with very many players in this draft. I like a lot of them, but I, I just haven't – I haven't met my – Last year I was in love with, like, Greg Dulcich, and I haven't met that this year. And Kyrie Elam, I loved him too. I haven't come across that. Just Zach Charbonnet. It feels, and and I, I want to say this quickly, and then we're going to wrap up, but it, it feels odd to say this. It just feels like a very underwhelming draft class. Yeah, I think, and I think people were saying that early on. They were kind of like, this draft class isn't what it has been the past couple of years. No draft class is terrible, I don't think. Somebody could try to prove me wrong on that. But if I go through, I can find stars in every draft class. But you don't always have the 2011, 2021 type of draft classes where, oh, my goodness, look at all these players. Uh, and this one could be more 20, uh, 2014, I think, was was one of those years. It was kind of like eh, throughout a lot of it. But then you still find high-end talents in there. Hopefully the Bengals find that. Uh, or at least starters. I mean, you're picking at 28. If you get a long time starter at 28, that's a that's a that's a triple. That's not a home run, but that's a triple. 
And that's good news if you have a roster, a pretty um, pretty elite, a pretty good roster. If you're a top AFC or NFC team right now, and it's kind of one of those drafts, um, you're just filling in depths and holes for a few positions. So, you know, I'd feel like that's good news for the Bengals. Uh, but, yeah, Michael have something. Stay tuned. All Bengals. You can follow him over on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sand. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. We'll be back later this week on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.